Greetings to all of my brothers and sisters in Christ. You are listening to Shepherd's Gate Christian Ministries Prepare the People, a podcast for troublesome times. I am your host, the ever joyful Brother Nathan Waldron. And for this episode, I am pleased to be presenting a message brought to us by the highly esteemed Brother Aldwin Nathan. Praise be to God. I wonder if you realize that everything in life has a price. But not everyone wants or is willing to pay the price. You see, for every venture or goal, there is a sacrifice and a trade-off. You must have passion for what you truly want and aspire to be. You know, when you hear the word passion, many people think of it as uh, love or lust, romance, things like that. But the original, the English word, the original old English word for passion, it meant something that you love so much, you're willing to suffer for it. In other words, if you wanted to learn piano and you, you played that piano, you know, six hours a day, you're practicing piano till your fingers hurt. Well, then playing piano is your passion. You know, it's the movie. Good example. The movie, the, the Passion of the Christ. It was about basically the last 24 hours or so in the life of Christ. It, it's about his tormented suffering in the garden as he's praying, if it be your will, take this from me. It's his, his being betrayed by a friend. His being arrested. Uh, basically uh, tortured, scourged, mocked, beaten, crucified, humiliated. He was willing to suffer all that for us. That showed that we are his passion. The passion of the Christ is us. He was willing, he loves us so much, he was willing to suffer for us, to purchase us. Oh boy, you, you see... You have to have passion for what you want. You have to be willing to suffer, because there's a price. If you look at John chapter 3, verse 16, probably the most famous verse in the Bible, Jesus was speaking and he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He said that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. In other words, Jesus wasn't just sent here. He was given. God the Father knew it meant he would be sacrificed for us. You see, now Jesus said that, that God loves us. And then he went to the cross to prove it. To purchase us with his suffering and with his blood. You see, I'll let you in on a secret. I believe this. I believe that what a person believes, they will eventually confess. And everything that we confess will eventually be tested. You know, Jesus prayed when he was tempted, when he was tested. So must we. And the Holy Spirit will help us. Okay, that's a heads up. 
When you're tested, when you're struggling, when you're tempted, pray. Just pray. Pray. The suggestion to pray is never from the devil. Satan would never tell you to go to God in prayer. When you're going through anything, pray. Trust that when the Holy Spirit leads you and says pray. Pray. You know, we say we love Jesus. Let me say that because we believe we do. Because we believe in Him. And because we desire to love Him. Well, you can bet your very last dollar that what you confess or promise or vow will immediately or soon or in the passing of time be tested. Let's take a look at something that Jesus said in the Bible. Uh, Luke chapter 9, verses 18 through 26. It says, And it happened, as he was alone praying, that his disciples joined him, and he asked them, saying, Who do the crowds say that I am? So they answered and said, John the Baptist. But some say, Elijah. And others say that one of the old prophets has risen again. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered and said, the Christ of God. And he strictly warned and commanded them to tell this to no one, saying, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world, and is himself destroyed or lost? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory, and in his Father's and of the holy angels. Wow. There's a lot of glory there. And if you're not transfigured by this, not dazzling glory, this blinding glory, you'll, you'll melt like wax. Oh, boy. You see, God describes to us here in this, in this passage the price that we have to pay. We have to deny ourselves daily, take up our cross and follow him. Not everyone is willing to pay that price. A lot of people just want to be religious. They go to church and come back and never really be changed. They feel good, but they're not denying themselves. And that's part of it. You know, denying yourself is hard. Let's face it. Denying yourself is hard. You're going against your own flesh. It's hard unless you're in love. It's a testing of our love for Him. When the Lord touches something in your life and says, let it go, He's really saying to you, do you love me more than this? 
If we love Jesus more than self, it is possible. If we love self more than Jesus, we will not have lasting victory over this world, over our flesh, or over the devil. You know, I had a vision uh, a few years ago. And the Lord pointed out some things to me in my nature that he wanted me to put to death. And the way he showed it to me was uh, through a vision. I was sitting, sitting down at home, wide awake, and suddenly, in my mind, I was in a, a very dark place, the darkest of nights. But in the distance, I saw two flames, one off a little to the right, a little one up to the left. And these flames were burning bright. You could see them from a distance. And then it went to another vision. I was standing in a, a foggy place, a, a place that was just gray and foggy. And the Lord Jesus stepped out of this mist, out of this fog. And he put both of his hands into my chest. And he pulled out these two creatures. He had them by the neck. And it's hard to describe these creatures. They, they had heads. They, have, they had sharp teeth. And he pulled them out of my chest. They looked like large, like giant slugs or something. They were strange looking. And I, I was disgusted. I was horrified. I, and I was like, just kill them. Just squash their necks. Squeeze them dead and, and kill them. But Jesus didn't kill them. What he did was he stooped down and he placed them in front of my feet. He wanted me to kill them. I mean, after all, they were my idols. They were my pet loves. Whatever it was, they were mine. And he was telling me that I had to put them to death. Well, I stomped on one with my left foot and just squashed it dead. The second one, I tried to stomp on it, but my foot bounced off about three or four times. And I realized it was hard. In my heart, I really loved this thing. I had to get very militant with it. I had to dig my heel into it, into crush its eyes and just crush it. I had to be merciless to it. Oh, wow. But God gave me the victory, but he wouldn't kill it for me. I had to put it to death. We all have to face our idols and put them to death. We all have to choose. Do we love Jesus more? We have to be willing to pay that price. You know, the cross, he says to pick up our cross daily and follow him. The cross is where we are put to death. That's what the cross is all about. It's where we are put to death, where we're supposed to die to self. And if you have a struggle dying to self, take it to the cross. Go to Jesus in prayer. Remember the sacrifice he made for us and realize we're being called to sacrifice out of love for him. I heard someone say once that the cross is where God's will and our will, will intersects. And there's some truth to that. Where God's will and our will intersect. You know, when you're driving along, let's say you're driving along your car or whatever, and you come to an intersection, 
Who has the right of way? Someone has the right of way. And there are rules of the road. There are signs in the road. There are traffic lights that would tell you who has the right of way. Well, in life, in life, God must have his full rights in us in righteousness. His will must supersede ours. And he's not going to dominate. No, we must surrender. We must yield our rights to him. All of our rights, we have to yield to his sovereign care for his greater glory. You see, testing, testing is part of the warfare. And this is warfare. Okay? This is warfare. The spirit must mortify the flesh or the flesh will quench the spirit. Don't think that this is something strange. Okay, read read verses 23, 24, and 25 again. Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed? Or lost. This is the price that he demands. Are you willing to pay the price that you may live? 